0: The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging.
1: It is still an industry and it's an industry that very much has a very specific body shape. Static stretching immediately before and
0: immediately after a workout has been found to have basically no effect on muscle soreness Mm. and also that it doesn't prevent injury.
1: Hello and welcome to Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Sarah, I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. On this episode, a recap of our trip to the ballet this week and the feelings that it brought up. Oh, yes, there were feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And we're also going to answer a question from one of our wily
0: followers, Maggie, who asked about stretching and whether it's better to stretch before or after you exercise.
1: Stretch Stretch it. Stretch it.
0: Uh, but before we get to stretching, um, <laughs> you and I both had some interesting experiences this week. Uh, please, please uh, share this story with um, our Wiley followers, because <laughs> when you told me this, I, I just, I, I, I had
1: many thoughts, but I also <laughs> couldn't quite put words to them. No, no. <laughs> we were, uh, as, as we will speak at length about this episode you and I have had the fortune of uh, of going out to the theater and to the ballet this week and mm-hmm. whilst I was waiting in uh, in a local pub for you to join me I was uh, I was doing a little eavesdropping actually wasn't even eavesdropping because you couldn't not hear what this man had to say <laughs> because he was uh he was Taking up a lot of space, if you will. He was—he yes. uh, had some some big thoughts and big ideas about fitness. I believe <laughs> I believe that he was on a date, which just makes this even more terrifying. <laughs> and I had to, like, I literally had to write it down in my phone because it it, it simultaneously made me laugh and also a bit worried. Mm. So anyway, so I'm I'm sitting there having a uh, having a little a little pre. Theater, snack, and a glass of wine, waiting for you to join me. Yep. And and I hear him say, "I eat like an animal, so I can train like an animal." You take me on mentally, I'll kill you. You take me on physically, I'll kill you. <laughs> I was like, "Did I just? Is this like? Is this some sort of, kind of I don't know some bro ad for I don't know for protein powder?" Or it was like, "No, no, this is just." his conversation with his date on a, what night it was, Thursday night, Wednesday night, (laughs) and I was like, wow, this is just a, uh, look, it's kind of a sweet little reminder that the the juggernaut that is the fitness industry can have an equally detrimental effect on the psyches of both men and women. (laughs) And and look, he was, I, I won't lie, he was pretty ripped. He looked like he did work out a lot it looked like he probably could kill me. So I wasn't going to say anything to his face, Uh, but I was like, what a bizarre and probably pervasive attitude to fitness that I think, particularly at that very kind of that top end of the testosterone, you know, that, that end of the industry, it's just gobsmacking.
0: Mm, It's so unhealthy. Speaking of unhealthy things uh I saw this delightful little nugget on Instagram this week it was from a, a fitness influencer who is selling her workout programs she's been quite um uh busy over the last few weeks kind of promoting uh getting fit in the lead up to the holiday season and getting getting um losing weight and 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 changing your physique you know body transformation sort of talk um for, for Christmas for, yeah, or before, like before the holidays before holiday season yeah, yeah um, right. and, and even things like um If you start today, you'll have a four-week head start on your New Year's resolution, like that kind of stuff. Like, we're not even doing New Year's resolutions now. We're getting into it before.
1: We're doing (laughs) pre-year resolutions. I was like, oh, God,
0: there's just so many terrifying things about this. But there was a post this week um, and the quote was, you know, obviously there was a a video of her doing um, upper body kind of strength training of some sort. Mm. This is part of her program. And the quote was, a built back gives the appearance of an even smaller waistline
1: ah mm. right 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 mm. so we're Which, not we're not doing this because you know having upper body strength will you know prevent injuries or that having you know might, it, it might Sarah, help don't you to be perform ridiculous. better or no
0: okay <laughs> it's so that your waist looks smaller and that's obviously in, the only in time you should be <laughs> in
1: time for family catch-ups and christmas <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh, so good. I have since unfollowed this account. And actually, what? it was a, re- yeah, <laughs> a,
1: really, a really
0: great reminder to me um, that I have now gone through Instagram, and I'll keep doing this as different accounts and different content pops up. I am making a concerted effort over the next few weeks to just start unfollowing lots of accounts on social media. I'm using this new approach for who gets my follow and who doesn't. Obviously, you know, friends and family excluded from this. But if you post content, that feeds my brain, that helps me learn new things, that inspires me, you get a follow. If I'm literally just following you because your life looks visually good or expensive or glitzy, um, or you're one of the, you know, the beautiful people, I am unfollowing. Because what I found is even though, you know, I don't, I've never been one of those women who um, tears down other women for looking a certain way. I don't, you know... I've 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 never enjoyed, or I've never kind of gotten into like you know sitting in public and and making fun of other people generally, or, or making oh. fun of other. I'm just women. Going, was
1: was that literally what I was just doing about that guy in the pub? Oh no no
0: no no no! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, you, they, like you, you, yes, we've all been in that situation yeah. where you're sitting with somebody. Um, oh, and they're like,
1: oh, I don't think oh, she should be, she wearing, be wearing that. that yet. Or, oh, oh my, my God, God, look it's at that! The worst. Know, all
0: yeah, all that. like it's never been up something that's no. um, who I am as a person. But I find that when I'm following lots of these accounts subconsciously and I thought I was fine for a long time because I was like I'm not one of those people so it's fine for me to look at these beautiful images because I don't resent these women or you know all these people I don't you know I
1: don't um they work hard I don't want to tear them down you know to to look a certain way exactly a lot of effort into that and I don't want to judge them if that's might not be my thing but that's like if that's their thing that's you know they, they don't deserve my judgment for that but Exactly, yeah. and so i I always thought it was completely fine, and then now I've just
0: realized, no, actually, I think subconsciously, I'm still comparing my my life to these strangers, and I'm still filtering um everything through this lens of well, I don't have that, or my life doesn't look as pretty as that, or my you know my living room doesn't look as wonderful as that, or my my wardrobe doesn't look like that, yeah. um certainly, my body doesn't look like that, and I think subconsciously, I'm still just comparing myself and and um and probably feeling quite bad about myself because of it. So n- no disrespect to any of these people, um, you know, who are ultimately at this point in the world of social media also trying to sell me things. And so now I'm just going, no, I don't, If unless you grow my mind or my heart, you can get out of my feed.
1: <laughs> get out. We went to the ballet this week. Oh, my gosh. It was so... So amazing, so, so astounding, just incredible feats of strength and training, and the music, my God, just
0: absolutely. So, so the reason we got to go to the theater, obviously, is because yeah, we're we're out of out of lockdown, baby, and shows are <laughs> back, uh, which is so great. Uh, we we kind of jam packed two shows into one week, actually, but one of the one of the shows we went to see this week was. Um, the Australian Ballet. It was their celebration gala. We went because hey, ballet is awesome, um, but also because my sister-in-law L, welcome back to the podcast, L. Elle, um, Elle is a, a cellist and she was playing in the orchestra uh, for this particular Australian Ballet performance. And so you and I decided, hey, you know, we've been in lockdown for months and months and months. We haven't we haven't seen a show. Uh, let's let's go out for a, for a night out, and uh, soak up some ballet. And yeah, wow, just. Wow, as you said, like that the human strength, like looking at people who are just and and in this in the same tone, listening to um, musicians oh, who are yeah. just masters of their craft is just so inspiring.
1: So inspiring. And I will say that it was it was oddly a little bit of mixed feelings though, because I was also just looking at some of these women with their incredible incredible physiques mm. but thinking of what sort of training schedules and and what sort of um sacrifices physical sacrifices they've had to make in order to get to this very elite level of their profession and I mean you do you look at these women and they are very they're very very low body fat mm. obviously that's obviously part of being that that physique it's interesting, isn't it? And we were talking um, to uh, we were talking to Elle afterwards, and she was like, I, "I love the idea of her daughter being able to you know perform dance and and use you know use dance as a way of creative you know, expression, creative expression." And I think that she's just started dancing, hmm. um, your niece, that is. And uh, but it's you know it is a, it is still an industry, and it's an industry that very very much has a very specific body shape to be able to succeed in that industry. Mm. It's uh yeah, it's it's interesting. There's definitely some food for thought there. Totally. And even just, you know, talking
0: about comparing ourselves to other people on Instagram, you can't help it. But, you know, sit in, in that audience and kind of look at these bodies in front of you doing these incredible things and, you know, obviously that the creativity, the aesthetic um experience is, is wonderful. But there is a, a physical element to it, or quite a large physical element to it, and you can't help as a woman, I feel, compare yourself to mm. those bodies. It's just so pervasive. We're just conditioned to do this in everything that we do, in every kind of um, thing that we consume, whatever medium it is. We we look at it and we think about ourselves and we go, "Oh, I'm I'm not that." And it's just a really, as as you say, thinking about what it would take to be at the top level. And this is, you know, some of the 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 these are some of the best ballet dancers in the country. Um, what it would actually take to be them? You know, this is their job. It is an industry. Um, they have trained for years and years and years and sacrificed for years and years and years in order to be at the top of their game. And so it, you do. You kind of have to stop, stop comparing
1: yourself. Yes. And go, you know, like exactly. This it, is it, it's like
0: eighty you could hours compare-
1: of dance training per week to to be in this state, and they've been doing that since. So. Our- probably three years old mm. um, so it's yeah whilst it's very easy for me to go holy crap I'm the size of three of these ballerinas put together <laughs> um it's important that we kind of just grab that little instant thought that pops into our head and, and and you realize that that's okay I am not a professional dancer I don't need to have the physique and nor should I have the physique and nor should really probably. Anyone that is not a professional dancer aim to have a physique like that because it's it's just not compatible with normal daily life. Mm. We are not ballet dancers. This is not our job. We no. are not trained to be on that enjoy, stage. Enjoy the art. Forget, mm. forget, forget, <laughs> forget the how your it. body looks different. <laughs> <laughs> it and was it incredible though. Oh, oh my gosh. So, it did like, make yeah. me want to consider dancing though. Not because yeah, I yeah, had you, any. Did, did you ever do ballet? <laughs> oh look the like the, the shortest amount of ballet possible when I was in like kindergarten. Mm. So like five or six years of age. And I I I honestly I don't really have much of a memory of it apart from apart from the the clothes. Like I remember as a little girl just loving the leotards and the all of that gear. Um but no I look I had severely turned in toes as you know I was a major klutz so I did a very very little amount of it and then and then never again mm yeah I'm the same it was a, a strange experience
0: I remember I probably went to ballet itself when I was about two or three, I went to kind of, I remember going to a couple of classes, but I have very little memory of it. Um, and then I did dancing a little bit for a short time when I was about eight or nine. It was it was jazz mm-hmm. ballet by that time and a bit of tap dancing. Jazz hands. Um, yeah. But I do remember very, very strongly though, that um, it was around that time that that's when I started to first sort of develop a sense of body image and my body in comparison to other girls and um, certainly, I had a, a dance teacher at one point who, um, who seemed to uh, prefer the girls who were a lot taller and and sort of leaner and had more of a dance physique. To me, they would sort of, um, you know, they'd be they'd be given the the, the spot up the front, mm-hmm. you know, for the dance routine, or, or you know, I, I would sort of be pushed towards the back. And then at one point, one dance teacher actually tried to bend tried to bend my feet because I have flat duck feet effectively, which is, you know, why I'm good at swimming. But for, for ballet, you obviously need those, you know, beautiful kind of high arches, pointed feet, that kind of thing. And she actually physically tried to bend my feet. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a awful. wonderful experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awful. I, um, yeah, I, I've i either blocked mine out or I really didn't go for very long. But the mm. idea of someone... I. Lord, I hope that this stuff doesn't still happen today where there are dance teachers physically manipulating the feet of eight-year-old girls in order to uh, to make them fit a particular physical requirement, but I suppose... not in a it, suburban dance studio, yeah, like, you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. This wasn't... <laughs> it's not this a
0: wasn't a Juilliard or...
1: <laughs> yeah. So I the, am- the, Bolsh- the Bolshoi Ballet or whatever. <sighs> Have you ever had a crack at... Uh, at- bar classes at you know at at your gym or at wherever. I mean yeah, a so, bar class? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So um I and it's interesting, yeah, I kinda had a bit of a dig around looking a bit more into to bar this for in preparation for this episode. Um I have done a few bar classes. So if you don't know what ballet bar is, basically um it's a it's a it's very trendy kind of um, fitness craze, uh, which has certainly picked up in the last sort of five, ten years, I reckon. I've, seen, I've started to see it a lot mm. more and a lot more gym classes are offering these particular types of classes. Um, it was developed by a ballet dancer called Lottie Burke in London in 1959. She actually had had a back injury um, and so she got the idea of combining her ballet training with her rehabilitation exercises and out of that it's kind of blown up around the world. But effectively it's... Um, ballet-inspired exercise. So it combines elements of dance, Pilates, yoga, strength training. You, you use the bar along the sides of the room. Um, and there's also equipment that you use, resistance bands, balls, hand weights, that kind of stuff. Lots of lower body work and, and, and core emphasis similar to Pilates. And there's a lot of little kind of pulsing movements, um, which yeah, are incredibly, incredibly
1: kind of, powerful. That's Pilates, Pilates-like, isn't it? Kind of totally. 100s and... Mm. Absolutely, and yeah, I have gone to a few of these classes. What I really liked well, well about done, them- you, <laughs> um, I nah, no, quite- I like I, I booked into a couple of them and uh, and pulled out at the last minute because I looked inside at the women that were attending these classes a few years ago, yeah, and and just went, oh nope. no, <laughs> no, they <laughs> look amazing. I wish I'd and, done that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, see, I wish that I'd gone in. Well, so well, yeah. So I, I I really enjoyed the
0: dance aspects of it. You know, there are some movements in these bar classes that are effectively ballet movements, and because I never really, I wasn't really a ballet kid, and did very minimal dancing, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it because mm. it made me sort of feel like a bit of a kid again. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, some of these things that maybe I, I missed out on. However, as I mentioned, lots of those like little kind of pulsing movements, oh my God, feel the burn. It is, it's It's. definitely one of those uh, types of exercises that w- once once you're not doing these delightful little ballet movements, you just feel like you're exercising, but you're holding onto a bar. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, anything that kind of takes your mind off the fact that you're exercising, good. Anything oh, that that's um, a winner. just feels like flat out exercise, bad. bad. Um, and also, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean in terms of intimidation. I didn't have the fancy dance active wear, but everybody else in the room did. I was by far the most unfit and the biggest woman in the room. And that kind of made me feel a bit like an elephant compared to these very toned, very slim, very
1: tall. Yeah. yeah um, well, that was precisely why I mm, just, I did a 180 and, and immediately left before even, even hearing the first it. two I d- minutes of intro.
0: I definitely left. I faked a phone call to leave I think that the third and final class that I went to, I sort of halfway through went, oh, this is, this is killing me. It's too I much. It. And I, I just got an like emergency shit. phone call to get out of yeah, fitness. So I pretended I had a work call or something and I left. Um, you know, it's, look, urgent. it's funny. It's urgent. <laughs> it's, it's, so, don't so worry. Very urgent. I'll be there right away.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, look, I'm a hundred percent sure that none of the other women in the room cared that I was there. They weren't looking at me. They were focusing on their own exercise. yeah um, these
1: pulsy things are as tough as they sound yes. then I'm sure that they were also just feeling the burn and oh, not, totally uh, like, no not one, feeling the judge
0: no yeah no one cared uh, however it was it was it got louder and louder in my in my own head and yeah. I basically had a you know freak out and left um and the other reason why I didn't stick with it is because I mean it I just didn't have good systems in place to make this particular class habitual, you know. I only went yeah. three times. It was at a really um, insane time of in the morning for me that just was never going to happen long term. Um, and yeah, it just it, it was at a gym, and I don't really enjoy going mm. to the gym. I think I've learned that about myself. It's not it's not where I, you know what I want from my health and fitness. Um, and so when all those things combine, of course I'm not going to keep going. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely worth a try if you.
1: If you Yeah, like now, that, the I'm not a member, now that I'm not a member of a gym, it's kind of a little bit more difficult to try these things out, but... Oh, there's heaps um, online. Is there? Yeah, do I, yeah, I need, for sure. Do I need a fancy bar to hold
0: on to? Not at all. Even on the Optus um, Sport app, I've tried one of yeah. their ballet bar class. Oh my God, it, it was one of the most intense things I've ever done. Um, you just use the couch, use something or at the back of a chair, use something that's okay. you know roughly the height of a bar. You don't need a ballet bar.
1: All right, so I don't, need to, I don't need to go out and purchase something. For, I yeah, never even d- contemplate. I'm such a oh, – so silly. I never <laughs> even contemplated having a go at home. I was like, oh, well, don't have a gym membership anymore. I guess my bar days are, are over, mm. apart from, you know, eavesdropping on, eavesdropping on men's conversations in bars. <laughs> um, Look, I will, I will also say for um, Ballet
0: Bar is that it has copped a bit of criticism for – not developing functional strength as well as more traditional forms of weight training. So, thinking about some of those like little pulsing valet type like exercises. The and... Mm, they're not actually particularly, you know, yeah. useful for everyday life. Um, I don't like
1: a lot no, in exactly. my day-to-day. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And so, you know, there is a suggestion that um, if you're doing it to develop strength training, that kind of stuff, it's probably better to look at other traditional forms of strength training over ballet bar. However, as is Sarah and my approach to developing an exercise habit that is achievable and sustainable, you can easily fit it into your life if it's something that you kind of almost enjoy a little bit. Yeah. Um, or at least don't completely hate. Hate, Yeah. It's It might be something that you might want to start incorporating. Um, however, if uh, the idea of small Pulsing, feeling the burn, uh, exercises over and over again in activewear and in a gym class up against a ballet bar is um, not enticing at all. Just go mm. to the ballet instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're having <laughs> some post traumatic stress when you're thinking about your own ballet experiences as a child. Oh, yeah. Then I highly recommend a glass of champagne, the best friend, <laughs> and a beautiful production of the ballet wherever you can get yourself a seat.
0: Yes, especially if uh, my sister-in-law, Elle, happens to be playing and she's in the Incredible. orchestra page and you can see her and you can
1: wave. <laughs> oh, So good, so good, so good.
0: Um, speaking of um, awesome Wiley women, we recently received a brilliant question from Maggie on the Wiley Instagram page about stretching. Uh, so we had posted about habit stacking on our Instagram page and how exercise can be a lot easier to achieve if you add it to An established habit that you already do. So, our suggestion was that while you're brushing your teeth, for example, a a habit that you do every single day, um, you could do some squats. Now, obviously, you know, Sarah, this won't astronomically change your life. um, But if you do it enough and consistently, it sort of all adds up to being. Yeah, Uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. More physically active overall. So, Maggie had said. I always stay clear of body weights until I've done some solid stretching, or I really pay for it over the next few days. That's why I wouldn't think to do squats while brushing teeth or push ups while waiting for the kettle to boil, etc. Because by the time you've done some stretches, you've finished those activities. You've brushed your teeth, you've poured your tea. Am I being too cautious? Mm, such a good question. So good. And, and I just also- hadn't actually, it, it really made me stop and think.
0: Mm, absolutely. Firstly, uh, when it comes to exercise, please always be cautious. <laughs>
1: we love cautious. Be cautious. Be
0: cautious. Be slow. Be careful. Be controlled. Be
1: sensible. Mm. Take your time.
0: Don't Remember. smash shit out. Don't smash yourself. Don't do it. Don't, don't, like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Come at me physically. I'll kill you. If, if what, what was the quote? Oh my god! I like, eat like an animal, so I
0: can train, so like, I can an train like an animal. You take me on
1: mentally; I'll kill you. <sighs> <sighs>
0: Sorry, we digress. Um, we digress. <laughs> none, none of that. None of that, please. None of that. So, um,
1: yes, be cautious.
0: Yes, be very cautious. Um, also, absolutely, you know, if if you've never really done exercise before, you've not. It's not really been a big part of your life until now. Um, absolutely. Go and see a trained professional who can set up a program for you. By that, we mean a physio, an exercise physiologist, a strength and conditioning coach. You can go to your GP.
1: Sarah, you'll know this. Yep. (laughs) Go to your GP, and we will definitely point you in the direction of an appropriate expert.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But to answer Maggie's question about stretching, um, the short answer is no. You don't need to stretch before exercise like you used to Mm. in sports class at school.
1: This is definitely one of those answers that has evolved over the last sort of 10, 15 years, I think.
0: Mm. so it's um, absolutely because you know like I mean when when we did go to sports class in high school, we were always told to stretch before whatever activity we were doing and you' know, yeah, you've and got when to I'm to stretch. Got stretch you know, those kind of static stretches where mm. basically you were told to, here's the stretch, do this and hold it for 30 to 60 seconds mm. um, and gradually see if you can push the stretch a bit further and a bit further and a bit, you know, bit more, a bit deeper. So, that's called static stretching. That's probably what you're most familiar with and you will have, it will have been, you know, drilled into you from a young age that you have to do that before you exercise. That has changed, as Sarah said, that the the, um, the advice around stretching has changed dramatically, particularly in the last 20 years. Um, static stretching immediately before and immediately after a workout has been found to have basically no effect on muscle soreness mm. and also that it doesn't prevent
1: injury. No, and and, and potentially, if anything, that it, it may lead to some injuries – Um, If you are not warmed up and then you jump straight into a really deep static stretch, you may end up actually causing some little mini tears, some little micro tears to uh, to the muscle fibers, which can actually be quite counterproductive if you're cold, big long stretch, and then jump straight into a high intensity activity like running. Mm. So it's going to flip basically everything you're, <laughs> you've been taught on, on its head. Um, that idea
0: of yeah, jumping straight from 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 cold straight into a static stretch is is not the way to go anymore. It's now recommended that you do a brief warm up to get the blood flowing. So Sarah and I talk about this a lot when we talk about any of those Nike Run Club app. Um, runs that you do, Coach Bennett will always say to you, you know, start off really, really slow and you're wanting to run so slow, you're practically walking, you know, for the first sort of five to 10 minutes of, of any run. And it's so that you can actually let your heart and muscles gradually get used to the increased activity. You can then obviously, if you've got the fitness level and, and the energy, you can increase um, how fast you're running or whatever physical activity you're doing after that time. But it's about gradually warming yourself into it. The other thing, if, if you're not thinking about cardio, exercise, like going for a run, is dynamic stretching. Mm. Dynamic stretching is deliberately moving a limb repeatedly through its entire range of movement. So, this is where, you, you know, you might see elite athletes yes, before a game. Yes, I was going to say,
1: if, when, you're watching, uh, when you're watching football players warm up before, mm. a, before a game and they're doing kind of a, the high knee running or yes. the kind of the, how do I describe it, when they're circling, their, circling a bent leg kind of around in a 180 degrees to to go through that full range of motion of the hip socket and the hip joint
0: yep swinging Um, their legs back and forth you know lifting the knee in front of them and then out to the side and then down and then back again sort of it's called opening and closing the door it looks ridiculous that's dynamic stretching (laughs) (laughs) a lot of things in sport and fitness look ridiculous so you know Get I mean, and, and look, <laughs> strength and conditioning has come has has come such a long way, ah. and the research is obviously still fairly new. But we really have to kind of unlearn a lot of the stuff mm. that high school sports class taught us. Um, and so, yeah, that's why. Yeah, when you see athletes doing these kind of awkward, weird exercises. They're not still, they're not static. They're not standing still and stretching stuff. There's often a lot of movement, slow and controlled movement, but that's the reason why is you're, you're warming your muscles into it before you then go and exert yourself at a higher level. Um, So, you know, that being said, stretching to improve flexibility is still very good for you. It does increase your circulation and it reduces your blood pressure. Um, and it's currently recommended that you do flexibility exercises yeah. um, two or three times a week using both static and dynamic stretches. Mm. You can combine that into a workout that you're already doing, though. So, you know, doing dynamic stretching before the war, like, you know, to warm up before yes. your exercise or doing some static stretching afterwards. That's fine. However, just remember it won't prevent injury and it won't stop muscle soreness. It's mm. just you're just adding it in as a part of your exercise because it's good for you um, but not because it's going to stop you injuring yourself or or anything like that.
1: And And – speaking as a non-athlete um, i you know for me on, on days that i'm going to be going for a, like a decent walk or a hike and, and when i say decent you know more than more than 5 ks you're going to be knocking out a you know a 10 or 12k walk that day um doing some gentle quick like 5 minutes of yoga before i even get outside to walk i think is is a way of incorporating a bit of dynamic Mm. stretching um a bit of warm-up kind of get the get the juices flowing get Mm. muscles get the muscles warmed up get the joints a bit greased um and i think we can think of something like yoga as being almost a dynamic a dynamic form of stretching obviously this is not the elite athlete's way of doing it, but um, but for you and I, you know, a bit of gentle yoga before we hop into some cardio is a good way to, A, combine your, you know, your strength and conditioning with your cardio each week, but a good way to do a bit of dynamic warming up.
0: Yes, 100%. So, to answer Maggie's question, you know, like when we said, if you've only got two minutes and you're brushing your teeth or you're putting the kettle on, you know, sh- it, it, should you really be jumping straight into lunges, squats, push-ups, that kind of thing? Our advice to that is: you're always doing those things very slowly and very yeah. carefully. We're not talking ever about you've got two minutes, smash out as many as you can in that time. Never. We're just putting a line under that right now. I hate that. No. <laughs> yes. So it, it, it depends, I guess. Should you jump straight into squats or lunges or push-ups when you've got a, a, a tiny window from a standing start and your muscles are cold? No. But if you do them very slowly. It is dynamic movement, and so oh. you're slowly warming your body up over that time. And look, if you've only got two minutes just to do a bit of a stretch, then that's good. You're you're incorporating a bit of flexibility exercise into your life, which you know, as we said, it's recommended to do that two or three times a week. Um, if you're already fairly active, because you know you, you might, you're you're a busy mum, you're you've got a job where you're on, you're working on your feet, you know, or you've just been up and and active all morning,
1: um,
0: then you're kind of
1: already warmed up anyway so you know at least you're warmed up enough to do two minutes of gentle activity whilst you're whilst you're doing those other little household chores if you're you know if you are doing the habit stacking
0: exactly exactly so it's just about figuring out where you're at at the time if you are completely cold you've literally just gotten up out of bed probably not probably not good not the time to do two
1: minutes of burpees (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) however if you've been up and about all day and you know like sarah does on her lunch break sometimes or or between patients you know she's she's you've already walked to work you've you've been up and down up and back you know getting fetching patients yep. from the front and then into your office and then back and up you know back and forth, whatever
1: and then you've got like a little window you yeah, could probably I you do know five pretty gentle compared to what i see other people do i'll kill um, you, you know, <laughs> five 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 slow burpees it's or fine five you know five lunges at that point is fine
0: Absolutely. The same thing with um, you know, me this week. There were moments uh, during my working days that got quite stressful, um, and I sort of took two minutes to kind of do some star jumps. Love I it felt okay about that because I didn't need to do any stretching or dynamic stretching or anything like that because I, I aw- automatically stand up at my desk and I'm kind of you know moving around and my heart rate, heart rate was quite high because I was stressed anyway so then you know just doing some kind of star jumps was actually okay but I wouldn't recommend yet yeah, getting straight out of bed and s- jumping straight into star jumps without kind of doing some slow gentle dynamic stretching first beautiful yeah I hope that answers your question Max Um, but yes completely flips on its head everything we've ever been taught about stretching (laughs) surprise surprise (laughs) (laughs) oh so good women like you podcast is produced by me gab burke and music is by hamish camilleri
1: thank you for listening and sharing our little pod you can follow us on socials just search for women like you podcast on instagram and facebook and don't forget to leave us a review
0: so that other women can find our podcast and you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter
1: at womenlikeyoupodcast.com i'm sarah and i'm gab and on the next episode, why you shouldn't start an exercise routine when you're on holidays. What? What? <laughs> why? But that's the you only should... time. That's the other time I've had a break all year. Uh, well, enjoy it. You deserve a break. <laughs> um, that's the episode done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But no, no, it's definitely something I have fallen prey to oh. myself in the past. Every
0: time. Every time, literally every, every holiday I've ever gone on. I guarantee I will have packed a pair of swimmers, some goggles, <laughs> my running shoes, you know, three exercise outfits, you know, a whole bunch of exercise gear. And then it has stayed packed in that section of the suitcase uh, for the entire holiday. And there's a very yeah. good reason why, mm-hmm. which we will go on to go into in the next episode.
1: All right. Well, I look forward to it. I'll see you then. Yes, thank you.
0: And also, um, don't forget that if you take me on physically, I'll kill you.
1: <laughs> if you take me on mentally, I'll kill you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm about to go and eat like an animal, but not so I can train like an
1: animal. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go eat like an animal so I can sleep like an animal. <laughs> All right. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.